And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Ding, ding! How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Mo DeKeel for your Friday morning update. Before we start, don't forget, if you aren't a subscriber already, you can get this podcast without ads and all the great journalism and opinion that we offer over at The Athletic by going to theathletic.com slash NBA show. It supports the show, lets them know that you're listening to us, and also, you know, supports what we're trying to do here at The Athletic. We got a lot to get into, so we're going to jump right in. And Mo, we have got to start in Memphis, where the Grizzlies are just pretty good. It, whether they have John Morant or not, it doesn't seem to matter. They defeat the Lakers 108-95 to thanks to Jaron Jackson and his 25 points. Desmond Bain had 23. I mean, this just a full team effort tonight from the Grizzlies. And Mo, that's sort of been the story of, of how this team has been rolling without Ja. Yeah, I mean, and, and also just no Dylan Brooks tonight. I, they're rolling. They're playing well defensively. They're playing together in a way. This isn't a shot at Ja. Like, this isn't a... a uh, to seal Bill Simmons thing, a Ewing theory, theory thing here. This is just, hey, they're rolling. They knew they had to get better. They just, they, their five-game win streak got snapped. Picking it up now. Like, give them credit. This is a team that's continuing to fight. Got a big night from Jaron Jackson. Steven Adams alone out-rebounded the Lakers on the offensive boards. He had eight offensive rebounds. The Lakers had seven. You know, just that alone, all of those extra opportunities. They played like the, the team that was fresher. And mind you, Dave, they're the ones that were coming off of a back-to-back, -back, not the Lakers. They came into this game a, a, a little more fresher, had juice the whole way through. This was a team that came here ready to win. Yeah, you mentioned that Dylan Brooks was out. He was actually a late scratch. Uh, he's now part of the COVID health and safety protocols. John Morant uh, has the knee injury, but also is part of the health and safety protocols. The Grizzlies are missing a few other players. Brandon Clark comes to mind. He would have been a guy that would have been a high-impact player for them in this game, but they didn't need him. You know, they just had so many guys coming off the bench. John Conchar was fantastic, I thought, at moving the basketball and just making things happen. Uh, Kyle Anderson, just solid play up and down the roster. And when you look, I mean, when you look down the up and down the box score, Mo, it, you can just see the, the positive contributions from everybody. They had two guys that were negative, and, and a single game plus minus doesn't mean all that much. Uh, but I do think that you can take away having all of these positives, especially coming off the bench for a young team like Memphis – that's huge for a long regular season. Yeah. And, you know, look at the guys who did step up. Desmond Bain had a big night, although nine to 20, not bad shooting wise. 5'11 from three, got 23 points. Like they were just getting good contributions across the board. The, the Anthony Melton with six assists, like just solid performances all around from everybody on that team. They're, they're rolling. They're in a good, good position. Everything that they got going. This is a team, Dave, that I thought would finish in the top six this year in the Western Conference. And right now they're poised to do that. And now 
On the other side, you have the Lakers. And listen, we're going to start with some positives. LeBron James with another triple-double, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists, had four steals, had a couple of blocks. Um, I thought in the first half of this game, LeBron looked pretty good. Um, That's a good thing. What else was good, Mo? (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm going to let you go on with the positives. You keep going. Okay. Um, You know, I I like some of the stuff that Taylor Horton Tucker is able to do generally. I didn't love all of it in this game. I, I, I'm out of positive things, Mo. Okay, because there wasn't any. You know, and even even you, even the, the LeBron was awesome. He had a triple-double, and it was a bad LeBron game. Five first-half turnovers. This was the problem for the Lakers as a team. 22 turnovers, 27 points for the Memphis Grizzlies. You have that many turnovers that led to the Grizzlies getting, I think it was 16 more shots than them. That's that's massive right there. You know, again, Steven Adams out rebounded them on the offensive glass by himself. He had eight. They had seven. Just everything across the board was bad. But it wasn't even just that. It was the spotty defense. That's the thing that I got really frustrated when I was watching this game, Dave. It was one possession. LeBron would be great. Pick off a, a, a pass run down the lane, get a layup and things like that. But then there'll be other possessions where they're just not rotating. They're reacting and not being proactive, trying to make the right rotations. They're kind of watching everything happen and hoping they can catch up to it. You know, there's a play where Bain gets a wide open three off of a post split and LeBron's just nowhere. He's not helping out on the on the post up. He's not at all helping his teammate that's getting screened on the post split. And Bain gets a wide open look like, listen, I love LeBron. This is this is. I'm a big LeBron fan, but this is the kind of stuff we've seen from him before when he checks out. And this is him checked out. And it was really brutal to watch this game. You know, there's uh, everybody's going to talk about, well, he had a triple double. It's not LeBron. No, it is LeBron. When your two best players, AD as well, are your best defensive players and they're not playing defense, you're screwed. I was going to say, if LeBron is checked out, then what is Anthony Davis? Because, I mean, there were possessions and you highlighted some of this on your Twitter feed, which I highly recommend everyone go and check out, especially Lakers fans. But when he would step up into space to guard, uh, he basically was playing Matador. Yeah, no, he was just getting blown by over and over again. You know, listen, Jaron Jackson Jr. was two for eight from three. AD was defending him at the three point line like he was five for seven. It was just bad. And he was getting blown by over and over again. It's listen, those are the two guys that are going to set the tone for the Lakers. If they're going to turn this around, it's going to start with those guys and it's going to start with their defense. That's really the honest thing. And if there's other injuries that we don't know about, that's certainly possible. Maybe they're playing through stuff or whatnot. That's that that could be a plausible thing. But listen, everybody that's going through of like, hey, why, uh, Dave, you got tweeted at. I saw it because you sent it to me. You know, why isn't he playing? Why is he playing Avery Bradley and Austin Reeves? You know, everybody's going, wait till Kendrick Nunn comes back. Wait till Trevor Ariza comes back. Guys, I have newsflash for you. None of that will make a difference. You know, none of that will make a difference. That's it. I mean, let's just be honest. It's going to start with LeBron and AD and really having to have a moment of like, hey, we got to roll. Now, here's the thing that's really screwed up, Dave. I still am afraid to count the Lakers out. We've seen this from (laughs) LeBron. It's annoying. You know what? We've seen this from LeBron before, and he takes the team to the finals. We saw it with the Cavs. So it's almost like I'm still afraid to check out. But every time I watch these games, it's frustrating. And I'm not even a fan. I can't imagine what the Laker fans are like. I checked out even just a little bit of the post-game show, the Lakers post-game show. James Worthy has a weird tone where he's frustrated. Derek Fisher looks frustrated. You know, one of their guys going like, I'm done saying the Lakers are back after a win. They have to run off five, six, seven wins. 
And here's the thing that was important about this game, Dave. The race is really tight. They can start climbing up the standings, but this is one of those games you had to go have. And they came out flat and they didn't have a game the other day. This wasn't the second night of a back-to-back for them. It was for Memphis. And that's just a very disappointing outcome. We all know Vogel will be the fall guy, but this is not championship level play and the Lakers got to pick it up. Well, their next two games are against the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Orlando Magic. So I think in a couple of days, we're going to hear that the Lakers are back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In Philadelphia, wow, we got a battle of the titans. We got Rudy Gobert versus Joel Embiid. Kind of. Not really. Donovan Mitchell had 22. Rudy Gobert had 17 and 21. Had a monster second half. And the Jazz just continue to win, 118-96 over the Sixers. And I have to say that, you know, both teams were on the second night of the back-to-back, but Utah, Mo, they just seemed like they had more team energy. Yeah, and, and, and here's something that people don't fully understand, and I think it's hard to conceptualize unless you've been really part of it. That first home game back after a long road trip is essentially a road trip game. It's a trap game. It's you're tired. You're still not fully back. Also, the Sixers were in a much harder game against Charlotte that went closer to the wire than the, the Jazz who blew out. I forget who they played off the top of my head, but blew out whoever they played and had their starters rested. And I think that was kind of a big difference. But that first game back from a long road trip, Dave, I'm telling you, having lived it, it's a different experience. You're, you're still tired. It almost You almost need to blow that game before you can get ready to start playing again. Well, in particular, when you play against a team like Utah, that's going to have your defense on its heels the whole time. Utah shot 43s in this game, and and they get into so many threes in semi-transition and transition that you really don't get a chance to rest ever. I mean, Philadelphia just seemed like they struggled to get into set defenses often against the Jazz because they were going directly into actions. This is sort of Utah's game plan generally, and it worked out perfectly against a tired Sixers team. I do want to talk about Embiid a little bit. We we mentioned him a little bit on Nerder coming up after this. Uh, he had 19 and 9. He suffered some sort of a rib injury, it looked like, in the first half of this game and came out uh, for a little bit, came back in. I never thought he looked right after that, Mo. And so I, I don't, you know, I'm hoping that he's healthy. But after missing time with COVID and now maybe having this, this rib thing, um, I do think that it's important for Philly to make sure that he's healthy, number one. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, especially considering the whole scenario with Simmons and everything like that, we all know this team is going to only go as far as Embiid can take them right now. And the most important thing is just get him healthy and and and, and then you can kind of keep the train rolling. So I'm with you, Dave. Also, shout out to Jazz, Rudy Gobert with 21 rebounds, with Hassan Whiteside with 10. You know, the 31 rebounds combined 
the Sixers had 34 as a as a team. I, you guys noticing a trend today on my my stat tracking here, uh, but also they were dominant on the offensive glass. I know the Sixers don't do a great job defensively on the glass, but Gobert with six offensive rebounds and same for Whiteside. That's tough to overcome right there if you're the Sixers. Yeah, the Jazz play to their identity. And I think that that's important for them. And I also want to see as the season progresses, you know, just how how tough is this defense still? Is this Utah defense what we saw tonight or is it what we saw when they were struggling a little bit trying to figure it out, especially on the wing? Uh, tonight, I thought they got great wing defense. They did. They did. And it's just funny because, you know, clearly some teams are still afraid of Rudy Gobert at the rim. Uh, and it was Minnesota who had gotten blasted the other night. So, uh, you know, listen, they they got good, solid play, but also let's just be honest too. It's not like the Sixers have some power wings that are, that are so dominant that you feel like, wow, they really shut down check notes. Um, <laughs> Matisse Seibel. <laughs> yeah. Like you're really kind of just looking at it going like, okay, guys. Um, so, you know, but it was a good win for the jazz. This is going to be a good road trip for the jazz in the sense of they need to start building momentum. I feel like they've been, they've kind of taken the regular season a little bit for granted, not in the, Hey, we're experimenting with it, but almost like, Hey, we just want to get to the playoffs type attitude. And I feel like we're starting to see the jazz look like the jazz from last season. In San Antonio, the Denver Nuggets lost to the Spurs 111 to 123. This is the second night of a back-to-back for the Nuggets, and they played in OT against the Pelicans in a game that they won, which is great. Um, But, man, they looked dead from the jump, and I thought the Spurs had great energy. The youthfulness of the Spurs was on full display in this game, Mo. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Spurs just do not go away. Pop does not let this team die, and the young kids are with him on that, and I think that's a lot of fun to watch. We've talked about it before, Dave. DeJounte Murray's really kind of looking solid and growing as a playmaker tonight. Nine assists, eight rebounds, go with his 20 points. Needs to cut down on the turnovers there a little bit. But you're seeing the growth of this team, and they're still hanging around. They're, they, I, it won't shock me, Dave, if they're in the playing tournament come at the end of the season because they just won't go away. If a team starts to falter, they're right there to pick up the, the spot you know, and keep moving. Yeah, you can never count out the Spurs. Nikola Jokic has a you know another triple double because he just wakes up and has those every single day. 22, 13 rebounds, 10 assists. The 10 assists is impressive because they have guys right now, they've been so injury riddled. They have guys on their roster I've never heard of. <laughs> and I feel like I'm pretty plugged in, Dave. And there's still like I look on the roster and I'm like, oh, wait, who's this guy? You know, um, and, and it's just pretty impressive. Jokic is doing all he can. It just sucks. This team just has been riddled with so many injuries throughout the entire season, even last season. Like, it does kind of just suck watching the Nuggets sort of go through the season. That's going to do it for the show, folks. Don't forget, we got Nerdershy Road coming up next with me, Mo, and Seth Partnow. We're going to talk about trades. Oh, man. Trade season officially started. Don't forget, that's coming up right here next on the Athletic NBA Show. For Mo Nikhil, I'm Dave DeFore. Mo, what do we say? Dang day. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. 
Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.